from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. A few years ago for not having 50% of its meat being actual meat. Right. They said Del Taco is an option. Right. Del Taco. Del Taco. The real deal. Del Taco is the in and out. Of imitation Mexican food, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the best compliment. There I you can go, give it. Calais, there Taco you go. Bell or Del Taco? Um, Taco Bell. Okay, first of all, no, actually, leave the meat. I don't know Del Taco. Mm, I don't know. I don't really like either that much. Say Noggles. Uh, she doesn't know what Noggles is. Noggles. Uh, but. I will say Jack in the Box tacos trump all. I'm just going to let you guys know. Jack in the Don't Box say- allows you to get fries just like Del Taco. Right. But no one, no one has the green sauce of Del Taco. Yeah, but you, you, no, no other fast food place incorporates the sauce already into the taco so that you don't have to add the sauce. Oh, my goodness. I'm talking we about even sort of But then you can't tailor one. each bite to the perfect amount of sauce. Wow, you we're going deep into the wood. You don't into need the weed. to. <laughs> First of all, this who does that? Important to the wifey. <laughs> Being able to meter and homogenize every bite is critical to her. <laughs> like a psycho. Wow. She needs homogeneity with her bites. Like, so, wow. like a sociopath. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, maybe sociopath, maybe not a psychopath, but a sociopath. <laughs> no, you guys are better at this than me. I'm just an engineer. <laughs> But that's interesting. So it's got to be. Uh, that's interesting. So every bite's got to have the. It's got to be. Uh, Maximum like the same, enjoyment. Oh wow! The same ratio of, of sauce yes. to tortilla. Uh, wow, that's interesting. Every bite's got to be good, like the same. Otherwise, there's like a dip in quality. <laughs> that's like eating with Wes Anderson. It's got to be symmetrical. You know, right. got to be a perfect. Every slice is exactly the same. Yeah. The play has has to be aesthetically pleasing and symmetrical, and he has to take one bite from each side before continuing on. Eating with Wes Anderson is a podcast I would uh, listen to. I would listen to to that. But he would probably only eat weird, like, oats. Like, for lunch, I had a farro bowl with, uh, you know, like something that nobody can get. Somebody, you know, some kind of of, uh, grain from the steps of, of Russia. It hasn't. Been. It just seems like a guy that's like <laughs> well, cutting from the steps of Russia. <laughs> it seems like he would just like cut the crusts off of everything, you know, and make them perfectly square or something, you know. Right. Uh, peanut butter jelly He's a sandwich. Diagonal cutter. Pe- pe- peanut butter. Well, you know, I'm a diagonal cutter. Who cuts your sandwich lengthwise? Or uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What would that be? Well, You're an engineer. You think, it, you think it would be Wes Anderson? But I, I'm telling you, I'm sure he's a diagonal. Everybody's a diagonal cutter because you have to tessellate when you put the sandwiches on the. Wow, there's a five dollar no, word. That's tessellate. When you are taking their SATs. When in Rome. Wow. When in Rome. Tessellate. If I'm wow. hanging around with the engineers, I talk like an engineer. Okay. Tessellate my cheese at Subway, you bastards! Why don't you? I want the cheese interlocked. All the slices interlocked all the way across the sandwich. You know what I'm saying? They don't do it. They don't do it. I don't know. I put them in. I put Subway with uh, in a corner with Taco Bell. It doesn't seem like it's actually food. 
it's something just short of really being food. Oh, it's great. Taco Bell, or, uh, Taco Bell is awful. Subway's okay. It's not great. It's okay. Yeah. You Anita, know what? It serves its purpose. Anita, did I see you give a thumbs up to Taco Bell earlier? What is what is? I love Taco Bell. If it's two in the morning, it's probably the only so, place it's open. No, nope, get, you get yourself a crunch wrap. Get yourself a crunch wrap or one of those like uh, like those combo boxes. Doesn't Snoop have a box now? There's a Snoop Taco Bell box. It's a munchy, but it's a munchy meal. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Because I mean, that's right on the money. Because if it's three in the morning and you're eating a Taco Bell, guess what? You know, <laughs> there's a reason. All of my Taco Love, I will say, I do go to Taco Bell, but it's because of what we were talking about last week. There's only a few things that are open 24 hours, like McDonald's. Yeah, that's and right. Taco Bell. Right. That's right. But I will you go there where... and get myself a Mexican pizza every now and again. Whoa! Every go. every pizza I eat is a Mexican pizza. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> That's the kind of humor you can expect on this podcast, which we've been recording for the last five minutes. As soon as I got to food talk, I hit record. So welcome to the podcast, everybody. Ah, Where you, you, you're joining us in progress. <laughs> that voice you're hearing, that handsome voice, is the voice of uh, our friend Hiddish Patel, who is joining us today. He is on a sabbatical from work. Can I say that to people? Can we tell people you're on a sabbatical? Yeah. You're like a real Bill Waterson, just taking sabbaticals yeah. left and right. Dude, I'm wearing a hat because I got up and I didn't want to comb my hair. It's okay, man. That's how sabbatical I am. I was so excited to have you on the podcast today. I got up at like six in the morning. And somebody else, else, somebody else should have said six in the morning right there. But not a lot of Snoop Dogg fans, I guess. Uh, and then we, another special guest today, a voice from the, the the recent past, but we haven't hung out with this person in a while. Hi, Kalei. Howdy, hi, everybody. How have you been? How is this nannying gig going? Oh, my gosh, you guys. It's amazing. I am off of work this week because the uh, family I'm working for is going to Costa Rica because one of the parents is a sports medic for the USA Olympics team. First of all, awesome. B, will they not need a nanny? How did you miss out on Costa Rica? They are taking the kiddos up to Oregon to be with their grandparents for the week. Um, so this is like my my one week of planned time off for the summer. So like I knew I was going to have this week off kind of. Nice, nice. Yeah, but it's amazing. The kids are amazing. Um, there's lots of collaboration. It's a wonderful, wonderful family to be working with. For but, sure. it, but it's not as much fun as the podcast is what you're saying. Not as much fun as the podcast. Right. I mean, I've been <laughs> yearning to get back here. Right. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, well, you know, we, I noticed that you cut your hair. You, we, we have a different I did. hairstyle. I did, a, I did a really big chop. And uh, unfortunately, none of the listeners can see it. But I do have a cat doll behind me on my uh, record player. And it is currently wearing the ponytails from when I chopped off my hair. Oh my, wig. oh my God. Is this kind of a weird, uh, is this some kind of weird, uh, what, what's the word that came up already in the show for when you homogenize every bite was it... <laughs> so what is the cat's name? The cat's name is Petunia. Oh, nice. Um, she wears a hat. She has a little necklace from Las Vegas that has a framed photo of a real cat that looks like her. It started as an inside joke that's gotten entirely too out of hand. Well, I suggest you read a Sherlock Holmes story by the by the title of uh, the Copper Beaches. The, the Copper, Copper Beaches. Beaches. Hiddish can tell you a little bit about that. And uh, uh, chestnut hair that has been uh, snipped is, uh, is it plays chestnut a, plays a key role. Chestnut. Plays a key is, is a key okay. plot element. 
Dude, I'm creeping in on that photo or the video feed right there. And is that a death clock next to your cat doll? Yeah, there's a clock over there. That was my great-great-grandmother's. Yeah, because people don't do that anymore. So it had to have some sentimental value. Yeah. <laughs> I also argue it's within my aesthetic. That's kind of what it is. Shabby chic. I can't even stop. Oh, my, First, my aunt used to be into that it, with like the busted up uh, china on the tabletops and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like 20 years ago, she was making some of that stuff, you know? And it was really unusual, you know? You'd like break, you'd break some old china cup and start gluing it into the into chairs and tables and stuff. Yeah. Love yeah. That. I think it's goofy, oh. maybe a little Alice in Wonderlandy. I like Yeah. It. I don't know where that started. What's the era for that? Shabby chic. Wonderful question and something I totally think we are capable of finding out. I think it. I think it just stemmed from. That's a great way to, that's a great way to say to look it up yourself. Right. <laughs> I was looking it up. I had a friend. The, I, I had a friend the other day ask me a question, and I googled the answer and I took a screenshot of the of the search bar in Google with the thing, and I said, "Here's a website for you." They did not appreciate that. <laughs> I thought it was rude, probably. <laughs> I personally thought it was hilarious. But, uh, hey, you know, if you're going to ask me, you can ask Google. It's the same. Google will get you the answer faster. I guarantee it. What I you used to do is you used to say, gee, if only there was some sort of technology where we could do that, you know, find out. If right. only somebody could invent something where you could find out something on and, the spot. And now we don't even bother to ask. Now, you know, don't mm. Google it. I love it. I would say uh, so who's who, Siri? Who's researching Shabby Chic? Is that what? Uh, who's? Re oh, you are. You are looking at it, Kalei. You are. I just wondered how far back it went. It seemed like something was kind of a new thing, a way to make new stuff out of old stuff. You know. Uh, I love when people do uh, stuff like uh, they'll they'll take like an old. Some of it hurts me. Like we have some someone at work who took records and melted them. Oh no. Oh. Uh, I hate that. Unless they're like scratched up to begin with. Yeah, they're all they, makes, they they were all old records. Uh, it kind of makes me cringe when they make a clock out of a record. No, they they made they made uh, they made uh, they put succulents in them. Oh, okay, that's cool. They're succulents, like an ash tray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of the? It was only the Beatles. It was it was only the Beatles White Album. Have I heard of what? Have you heard of Kintsugi? It's the that's the Japanese art where um, they take broken uh, like pottery. Oh, and they, whatnot, they fill and it, with they gold. it with the gold. Yeah. Yes, yes. Ah, the Kylo Ren that. Yeah, that's right. They retconned that in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I have a shabby chic update for everyone. Let's, let's hear it. So, uh, <laughs> according to Google, it started in the 1970s in England, gained popularity by the 80s. Um, however, I would also argue that the 60s repurposing movement would have brought it over a little sooner than like the 70s because I feel like Shabby Chic is getting accredited to England because they were also referencing a lot of England's cottage styles. Yeah, I don't think we should give England too much credit for anything. That's, no. just, that's just my personal opinion. So the concept was real. It's just someone put a name to it and said, okay, well, British people did it. British people uh, named it. Real. We upcycle all the time. Come on. But we also know yep. that British have British people have the habit of just taking something that's already there and then sticking a flag in it and saying, "Oh yes, this belongs to us now." This belongs to 
As he points, sure to, <laughs> as he points to himself. Oh, mm. what a great, uh, what a great little reference. There. Looking like a true Kinks fan. <laughs> hey, how you doing? No, the, the, I, I, hey, I, how you doing? Hey, God bless the King. They hate it too. That's the great thing about the Kinks. They hate well, it. Well, it's just funny because out of all those bands, they're the most Brit. Everybody else is trying to do Chuck Berry their way, and they're like, eh, we're just going to write about <laughs> mock Tudor houses." You know? It's, yeah, but they, but but they're also self-loathing. The Kinks, so it's nice. It's kind of nice. There's a little bit. There's some self-loathing going on there. I, I love because yeah, he's the most insecure out of all the rock stars. Yeah, he's the most sort of like, well, I don't know. Right, right, right. He's not Mick Jagger. Yeah, he's no, he's no Mick Jagger. He's no Mick Jagger. He's no Bowie. He's no David Bowie. God bless them. Uh, guys, did anybody watch? Uh, uh, we we talked about uh, Crystal Skull last week. Did anyone go see the new uh, Mission Impo- Mission Impossible? Uh, he too. How was it? Thoroughly acceptable as an action movie. Right. Wow, what an underwhelming <laughs> mention. <laughs> backhanded compliment. <laughs> well, well, you guys were talking about it kind of briefly last week, right? It's a good action, uh, what do they call it, collection or series, series or whatever. Right. And and you don't you don't feel like they cheaped out on that. But for whatever reason, it just felt a little wonky. Um in terms of the dialogue and the way they went from scene to scene. And I'm like, are you just giving me seven great action sequences and then something jacked up in the middle of all that just to kind of glue its way from beginning to end? Right. And then I, uh, when I got home, I actually was trying to figure out why it felt so wonky. And I guess they were talking about how this was filmed during the pandemic. And apparently Tom Cruise was famous for yelling that someone, everyone needs to be wearing their masks and things like that. Because he didn't want the movie to get shut down, oh. uh, things like that, and so they were saying they filmed it in a way that you didn't always have two people on the screen. Uh, someone was talking, and then someone was talking. Oh, that's right? like that's like John Sandy's yeah. favorite scene in all of cinema history: the uh, Luke or the Han and Lando saying goodbye in Return of the Jedi, and John always says <laughs> they that were looks- never together. Yeah. I always say it looks like it was shot in two different time zones on two different years. They're like, hey, be careful. Hey, hey, you, not a scratch. Too. Hey. Like, wow. One of these is from last year, and the other one is from across the globe. It's another year. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Nicholas Meyer has Shatner and Ricardo Montalban acting six months apart, and it's on perfect. It works. Yeah. So maybe it's the maybe it's the acting. It's the editing, but it's also the acting. Those guys are just you know Ricardo Montalban's just hitting it out of the park. You know. Did you just, so. did you just include uh, William Shatner in good acting? Right. Hey, in that scene, that I don't was hate the situation that I. I, didn't think I, I don't. I, you know that is a good scene and that's a good movie. If you have to, if you have to praise Shatner, you got to say that's probably the best movie of his career. Con your blood sucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Use good acting and shatter in a sentence. <laughs> I think the kids are back. Are you back, kids? Oh, Justine came back, but uh, they're back. Uh, the mic's off, though. I think her mic is off. She's probably eating. She's back. She just give her just a sec. How are the dogs? Uh, Patrick and Justine stepped out. If you're just he joined, looks beautiful. If you're just joining uh, us, Patrick and Justine cut. stepped out to get uh, the dog, pick him up from the groomers. Yeah, fresh cut. He looks good. 
Uh, we had a little bit of a rain delay on the Dodger game, uh, he too, but now the Dodgers are busy losing to the Orioles. Well, they win two, they lose one. It's like that's fine. Yeah. Hey, I'll take that all season, man. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'll take that. That's that's seventy five percent of your games. So, I guess to conclude on that whole conversation about oh uh, yes, Mission Impossible. Impossible. Um, there was, I guess, some chatter last week about you know there is no continuity between some of these. In the in the series, they bring back a lot of old characters in this one. Oh, okay. So I don't know. They may have heard the superiority complex and did some reshoots or something. Thank but you. They're trying to get a little more continuity going. The influence. Thank God they finally listened to us. The influence of this podcast cannot be underestimated. But the big the big question is, how is that Haley Atwell? How is my wife, comma Haley Atwell? Shot that right. She's mm. great. Mm-hmm. She's good, uh, but. But she she's not like the the co lead like you know typically you'll have like oh. you know Tom Cruise and then it'll be you know Michelle Mon- Monahan Michelle Mon- Monahan, Monahan, Monahan. With, Monahan with a G I could never figure that out <clears throat> right or it'll be like um, who was uh, was uh, who was in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol oh they all kind of feel like, I don't know yeah, her name but that. she's uh, yeah. I don't know I who you're talking about. The girl in the BMW. Yeah. So, they, you know, lately it's been Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, in this movie, it's she's sharing time with Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby, and uh, Mantis. Palm, Palm, Palm. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? And um, Mantis. So there's lots of, there's lots of, like, Female leads. I don't know if there's four of them you could call any of them a lead, but so she's not. She's nicely balanced. Okay. And I would tell you, she probably gets about twenty minutes of like good screen time. Okay. Yeah, she's great. All right. Uh, yeah. For those of you uh, unfamiliar, you should go watch uh, Agent Carter on uh, Disney Plus. Show yeah. should have gotten more. Uh, should have gotten more love. Yeah. Uh, although it's not great. I mean, it's not. She's, she's great. great. The show's a little low budget. It's before Disney had all the money they have now to do. You know what I realized, though, when I was watching? Um, who's, the, who's the lead in Ted Lasso? That lady. That lady oh. is very statuesque. Oh, right? um, you, um, um, she has a very British name. Wadding, yeah. Pan, Wadding, Waddingham. 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 Rebecca Waddingham. Right. Waddingham. So. Whenever I see Ted Lasso and I see her on screen, I'm like, she must be like six feet tall. She looks very statuesque. Right. And when I see Haley Atwell, I'm st- I was watching the movie going, I wonder how tall she is because she looks really like a, like a strong screen presence. Well, and she's great. also taller than Tom Cruise, which we all are. Well, yeah. By the way, because he's like he's, he's like five foot or something. But <laughs> I wonder. You're right. When you see pictures of her, like on the red carpet, you go, "God, she looks like she's seven foot tall." But you know, she's maybe wearing heels. Maybe they're shooting it from the ground up. You know, who knows? Hannah Waddingham's five eleven. How how tall is Haley Atwell? Uh, can someone give us a Haley Atwell? And and else? does she like shabby chic? <laughs> And does she like fat guys? And does she, she like fat well guys? Is, uh, five Sorry, Mario, seven. Line. She's only 5'7". <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's normal height. She's got great screen presence. Anita, that. how tall are you? I'm like 5'5". Five, five. Kalei, how tall are you? 5'8". Five, 
five one and three quarters. Oh, you know you're you're, you're doing the. That's like you when you're a little up. kid. I'm three and a half years old. Justine, how tall are you? My mic on. Yeah. How um, how tall? Are five you? two and a half. Look, you guys are all doing the five two four. So Anita basically can like just power all all of you. She can just like. <laughs> She could get your heads together and knock them together like the Three Stooges, just like that. Yeah, I like. Now that would be funny. I'd love to. I'd. I'd love to hear Anita say, "Spread out, knuckleheads." Yeah, yeah. John is. (laughs) John is, I think, the tallest of the of the of the boys. Uh, John. I think so too. Mm -hmm. I'm six foot, but I I used to be six one. So that's when you know you you're getting old. You start losing, (laughs) start start losing height. You know. I'm six foot uh, as well. I'm only 5'11". Oh, you're so cute, Patrick. How about you, Jake? I'm, I'm dainty. Thank you. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm a nice petite 5'11". Hiddish, what are you? Five, you're 5'11", 5'10", 5'11"? You know, my license says 5'11", but I think I'm more like 5'9", 5'10". Yeah, just put six, so we're all getting shorter. Just put, just put yeah. six feet on there. It's fine. Just really just spread six, up. Six, 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 I love it. I love it. Okay, everybody go around the room. We're going to go around the room, and you're going to tell me your favorite Tom Cruise role. Just off the top of your head, doesn't need, you don't need to think about it. Off the top of your head, favorite Tom Cruise role. Anita Sims. Um, Mission Impossible. Ethan, Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. Justine? Yeah. Just seeing you pass. Does Goldmember count? Uh, yeah, he's yeah. When he's uh, Austin Powers, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. Sure. Did he play the role? Sure. There you go, <laughs> Mr. Patel. Oh, Les Grossman. A thousand oh. percent, Les Grossman. <laughs> A Les thousand Grossman. percent. <laughs> Is that the one where he's playing Scott Rudin? Yes, <laughs> in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> He's got like the, 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 uh, the he's got like the prosthetic hands to make yeah. it look like he's a hobbit or something. Right, <laughs> right. John, uh, I like that first Jack Reacher movie. So you know, I'm probably the only one that went to go see that, but I, that's the one I like the best. Kalei, Rock of Ages. Oh my god, I forgot he was in that. What was that? Oh was my that god, a musical. Oh my god, I forgot they musical. made that. It's amazing. It was a great. It was a great show, but I don't know how the the movie was. It was a movie called Rock of Ages. I never heard of it. It was based on a show. They did. It was a real recent show, and that was Tom Cruise, huh? He's not. He's, he's only in it for like. Uh, he's not. The, he's, blink and you miss him. He's not the star. No. Exactly. Jake. Yes, blinking. Oh, sorry. Like cut you off. Blink and you miss him. I like, uh, I like him in Top Gun. I like him as Maverick. Oh, none of you said Jerry Maguire. I'm very surprised. Patrick, Les Grossman? Uh, it's a toss-up between Les Grossman, which is fantastic, uh, but I really like uh, Last Samurai. Ooh, Ugh. good choice. I never saw that. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dances with Samurai. Love it. He's also Dances really good in Collateral Damage, but I also think that's just because he's uh, oh, across you know Jamie Foxx. You know what? You're right. That was a good movie. What? That was Michael Mann, wasn't it? Yeah. They were both good in that. Yeah. Okay. What about... Uh... Okay. Yeah. All right. Nobody said Jerry McCoy. Very surprised. Very surprised. Are we going to be what watching that? I don't remember. I don't know. Also would have accepted the role of uh, whatever he was in um, 
in The Outsiders. I'll sort of accepted that. Is that is that your answer? Uh, I would have said Jerry. Uh, I would probably say Jerry. We don't accept that answer because it's a terrible movie. What's that? Uh, the Outsiders. Uh, see, that was that was. See, you could have predicted that, Mario. Everybody <laughs> liked The Outsiders. Movie. A good I hate that fucking movie. Just because you boring don't... book. You had to read in high school, and then you watch the movie right after it, and you're like, "What the fuck? Fuck this kid be- named Pony Boy. I don't give a rat's ass. We can get the fuck they're, out of they're here. Gre- they're greasers. No one could stay. As I walked Green, out greasers. into the, as I walked out into the bright morning light, I'm glad you know somebody died in that book. Wow. Oh, I said it. I said it. Johnny killed a soch man. Mm. Hmm. No one can remain. What is it? Nobody can remain gold. Mm-hmm. Nobody can stay gold. Nothing. Stay gold, gold pony boy. Stay golden, pony boy. Stay gold. I think it's just Fuck because they're movie. greasers. You didn't dig him. Uh, he hates. Uh, it's he, just a bad book in general. Like the book is shit. Really? Uh, what is that? Uh, is, is, that was like a kid's book, right? Like yeah. a teenage, like like young a adult's book. Young adult. YA, as they call it. Uh, that was like required reading, I think. I think there was some class where everybody had to read that. Here's why I'm upset with myself right now, because Calais is could be doing a makeup demo, which would bring in a whole different audience, and I, we're just letting her do it silently. What are you doing over there, uh, Calais? Well, I just finished taking the eyeshadow color I put under my eyes and blending it into my crease. Um, How long? Just over here doing my makeup. On, on the air. It's fine. It's fine because women can multitask that way. I have deep conversations with my wife when she's putting on makeup. And she never breaks concentration. She can she she is a master multitasker. She can she's putting on her makeup and we're having like the deepest conversation and she does not lose track. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. she tries to talk to me while I'm playing Call of Duty and I'm like, huh? What? What huh? What? Huh? What? Huh? Yeah. I don't know that those are the same. But I, men, no, men don't multitask. That's what it is. We don't do well with that. No, we are very like laser focused. Right. You put us in front of something. We want to focus on that. You I'm try and distract us. Tr- I'm trying not to get murdered by 12 year old Korean kids on their summer break mm-hmm. on Call of Duty. I'm trying. <laughs> Avoiding death by 12 year olds is very different than putting on makeup. Let's, I'm going to just say that right now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's because slightly different attention levels. <laughs> Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Is that true? I'm trying to carry the whole fucking lobby on my back. And right. You want to have a conversation. I can't do it. I can't handle right. it. I can't. My brain is dead. I can't be calling out guys across the map and trying to keep an eye on where our loadout is and keep everyone's budget in mind when we get to the next buy station and also have a conversation with you. Sorry. And then I also don't know if this is like, hey, you want me to fix it conversation or if it's just a you want me to listen. Pro tip. You just like, ask. am I a solutionist person? Yeah, you you have to ask. Pro the best tip. Way to do it. You say, am I fixing or am I listening? Or am I listening? Yeah. Th- that way, you know, when they say I need you to listen, you can go ahead and tune out safely and you just need to add, <laughs> interject a mm hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 She said that every oh, once in a while. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. No, she didn't. No. no, she didn't. Yeah. Wow! Really? <laughs> you need to vary up that the, the response catalog. Hmm. Hmm. Ah. Mm, really? Wow. Yeah, really? Wow. Mm. Am I fixing or am I listening? 
There's I mean, always going to be a test after. No, there's not. Just make sure. No, yes. there's not. Not if you're dating there's someone. There's always going to be. Not, there's always no, going to be a question. Not every classroom operates this way. I can, I can attest to that. Whenever I have a conversation with my mom, if I don't respond, if I'm not like, if I'm not actively responding, she's like, "Are you even listening to me?" I'm like, you yeah, better you pull this, this, at this. Least you said this, 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 and this. Yeah, one yeah. key point. Hey, listen, we're not one all key point isn't enough. We're not not people. all of our not all of our partners no, are high maintenance. Remember that some of us have very <laughs> low maintenance partners, and it's it works out well for everybody that way. That's not to say this is, hmm? winners all around. That's right. Also, we've been married twenty years. What are we going to talk about that I haven't heard already? I'm sure, she said the same thing exactly. <laughs> There's only so many Call of Duty stories she can hear. There's only so many, you know, behind-the-scenes Harrison Ford stories I know. And I was going to say, how many more nuances can there be to Han Solo? You know? Right, right, right. There's only so many Godzilla villains that I can talk about in one in one scene. And, and, and that's why I'm single. It's like, how, how much more do I have to hear about Bob Clampett and, Bob, and Boris Karloff? Jesus. John, that, the reason you're single is because ladies don't know. Those ladies mm. out there, they don't know what they're missing out on. That's why they don't. Well, now that now they do. Bob Clampett and Boris Karloff stories. <laughs> you are much more than that. You're a, you're a connoisseur. Uh, of, God you know bless a lot you. of yeah. You know a lot of King stories too. You're gonna be God taking them. To, you're you. gonna be taking them to some of the finest eateries in Los Angeles. Dude, dude. <laughs> what you need to do is put this podcast on YouTube so we can all see everyone's reactions when we. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's doing the whatever. Mario's my hero. Kalei, what were you saying? If we did YouTube, this really could be my makeup demo. Yeah, I can monetize this. Talking about what I'm doing, and then people will be able to see it. We'll right. be able to cut my. And, and this will, this will be exactly what we're talking about with multitasking because we'll have to listen to this inane conversation we have going on and then watching Kalei while it's happening. So it's it's almost like oh, there's Justine. Uh, with uh, Stephen Root back in the you background, you caught a glimpse of her. There, there he is back there. Look at him, Milton. You caught a glimpse. I, you took my red line swing stapler. I, I need my stapler back. Boy, that movie uh, holds up. You I'll tell you back, that. I will burn, burn this whole fucking place to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they just slipped that in there. He's all, did he just say he's going to burn it down? Yeah. Uh, none of us. Uh, none of us working. Uh, Anita, you're working from home. So you're not in a cube farm. Uh, no. Hiddish, is your work a cube farm? Do you have cubes in there? What do you, what do you got? We've got bullpens. Okay. So they're like bigger cubes with like multiple people in it. How's your How's your little uh, bullpen? Do you like everybody in there? They're not listening. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. They're great, man. Aren't they, aren't, they're great. Aren't they all Giants fans? No. No. If they were, then... They wouldn't be as great. There you go. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you, man. Got to have some standards. To achieve, I mean, everyone can be whatever they want, and that's normal. But if you're going to get up to the greats, you got to you got to be more in line with what I'm like. Right. So exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why don't more people perfectly, have that mentality? Perfectly acceptable to you know be a Taco Bell fan. Right. But if you want to be my my. <laughs> Special friend, it's got to be Del Taco. It's got to be mm. Del Taco. Get on your level. You got to get up to my level. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, Hiddish is one of the guys that I will trust 
to recommend me a good Mexican restaurant to eat. He knows his stuff, ladies and gentlemen. If this guy tells you, go to this restaurant, they have good Mexican food, he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's you talking about. You just like you just like the mission. I just like the pon- you recommended me to Pancho Villas in the mission district, and they had rice that tasted like my grandmother's rice. Wow. Really? You found the place that has grandma's rice? Not even my mom. Not even my mother. God bless her. Can make rice like my grandma used to make. Dude, it's not even the best place in the mission. I'm just telling you that rice, bro. I'm telling you. If you really want... um, Because that one is really accessible. It's right by the the BART BART station. So you can take the BART, get off, and it's like half a block away. Right. But there's another place that's further down, like 24th and Mission, uh, called La Taqueria. That is my favorite taqueria. Okay. I'm telling you, that was good. So next time you're up, I'll send you that away. That was a good recommendation. Kalea uh, is now working on her uh, lip liner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks good, man. It's, uh, thank you. This is my liquid lipstick. Right. Who's Who makes but- that? Who makes that, by the way? We are working with uh, Maybelline Superstay. Uh, today's uh, broadcast podcast is brought to you uh, by our unofficial sponsor, Maybelline, for all your lip locking, lip, lip, lip tastic, lip, lip, lip. Keep trying. Keep you know going. what I'm. You know what I'm saying. You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Justine, are you a Maybelline user, Justine? No, I don't. Um... Justine. Our unofficial sponsor today is Maybelline. Let me repeat the question. Justine, are you a, are you a Maybelline user? Yeah, I love Maybelline. <laughs> That's the most underwhelming. Yeah, they're all right. How about you, uh, how about you Anita? Do you use Maybelline products? Um, I do use one of their mascaras. Oh, very nice. Uh, my question is, Maybelline, why can't you be true? Uh, thank you. You just starting back doing the things. Wait, you need you're not to asking any of the guys uh, if they wear Maybelline. I don't know. I, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, that is kind of sexist of them. It is. Yeah, can we talk about why they haven't branched out into men's Cancel. products? Here's, what, here's why. Here's why. Because men would we use we use of course Mac products, or we go to there Sephora. You, go. you know what I mean? You use Mac. Yeah, M A C. Yeah, we yeah. treat ourselves. It which stands for. Did you know that? Do you know what Mac stands for? Men yeah. also cosmetic. That's what it means. So yeah. that's, that's, what it means. <laughs> that's what Mac means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got it. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We uh, we took a pause there for a technical difficulty. I have no idea where we left off. But that's the fun of the show. Uh, Clay has finished her makeup. She looks uh, fantastic. Uh, Justine is back. Patrick's back. Uh, handsome Dan Handsome, also known as Jake, is back. Anita, of course, here. Uh, John Sandy's here. And our special guest, Hiddish Patel. We are all here again. And, uh, you know, guys, we all watched a movie this week. And that movie is Office Space. So let's why don't we why don't we turn our attention to Office Space, Patrick? 
Dang, we just jumping right in there. You like that, uh, huh? We're gonna released February nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Directed by Mike Judge, got a seven point six on IMDb and eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, with a whopping budget of ten million dollars, grossed worldwide. What? Uh, Anita, what's your guess for worldwide gross? I hate this game. I have to do this like two times in a week now. What it cost to make it? I hate it. Ten so million. Much. Ten million was the cost. dollars. Um, I don't know. Two hundred. Two hundred million. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, hit Hitesh Patel. I don't think this was a very popular movie. No, it was How not. How much did it cost to make? Ten million. Ten million. I'd say it broke even. This movie, by the way, for it out of context, it is now hugely popular and endlessly quoted. But at the time, it was it was a, it was a flop. So I'll give you guys that hint. And uh, it uh, it it really achieved cult status due to uh, DVD when it came out. Of no, DVD, no, so. no, no. It, anytime you would turn on Comedy Central, there was a 50-50 chance that this movie would be playing. Okay, perfect. It was on Comedy Central every fucking day. Nice. Wow. Nice. Uh, John, what do you say? Yeah, this thing was not a hit. And uh, so I want to say it lost money. <laughs> Ten million sounds high. There's not much going on in this movie. I mean, they're all great, but I, I don't even know why it cost $10 million. <laughs> uh, I wonder, was, this, uh, was Jennifer Aniston doing Friends at this time? Yeah, but I don't think she got paid very much. No, it was that printer. They had to do a lot of reshoots on that. On the printer? <laughs> printer. Yeah, they also burned down the buildings. So that probably That's right, that's years. right. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine what how it cost $10 million. Um, I, I think, I, I bet you this thing, uh, let's see. Hitter said that it broke even. I'll, I'll say it lost money. I'll say maybe, you know, maybe it like made $8 million or something. Kalei, what do you say? How much do you think this movie made? Thirteen million. Thirteen million, Jake. Uh, I was gonna go for let's do fifteen. Patrick, oh, really low. I know the answer though. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Justine. Eight, oh. Eighteen. I'm gonna say uh, what, what was the lowest? I said it eight. lost. I said it was eight million. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say seven. I was actually gonna say seven. So, sorry. John, if that's this uh, movie squeaked by with a profit of $827,000, wow. grossing $10.8 million worldwide, with Hiddish being the closest. Good job, yeah, so Hiddish. It, it made money. Uh, <laughs> it made money. Just a little bit. Leonard Malton... Uh, Leonard Balton says it was a fit, it's a fitfully funny satire of office life in modern day corporate America with Livingston as a computer programmer who hates his job and eventually finds a way to express his disdain for his company. Uh, dry and undernourished, though there are some laughs along the way. Nevertheless, the film has acquired a huge following in the years since its original release. Uh, how many stars did Leonard Malton give it uh, out of four? And he does give half stars. Anita? Two and a half. Uh, Hiddish, what do you say? How many stars from Len? I don't know this guy well enough to figure out how he would judge it, but I would say three stars. Uh, John Sandy? Yeah, three stars sounds about right. Uh, Calais, Mac Calais McDonald? McDonald. Sorry. Three stars. Sorry, it's Lass. Okay. I said Mick. It's Mac. Mac. Uh, Handsome Dan? Uh, 
say, let's say two and a half. Uh, Patrick? This is definitely a Leonard Malton 2.5. Uh, Justine? One. Ooh, he only gave it two. He only gave it two stars. Oh, wow. Two hey. stars. Two stars. I have not seen this movie in a minute, as the kids say, which is dumb because that means quick to me. Give it to, get that to me in a minute. But the kids say in a minute to mean a long time. And you can, uh, and, and bet, no cap, they really say that. Uh, but this movie, I think this movie's busting. It's gas, you know? So, uh, you know, no Why? cap. No. <laughs> please, please, don't. please don't. I'm just more. vibing. I'm just vibing. Oh. No, I think this is a good exercise. We could all up our uh, slanging, our slang. right? Slang. Mario, you got to say this conversation is mid. That's the oh, uh, well, mm-hmm. I yeah. describe people as mid at work, and I figured out that it really like when they hit us with when they hit me with the oh, like they'll try to imply that I'm a boomer, and I'll just go, well, you know, I, I really don't. I don't think that's a valid opinion coming from someone so mid. And they get, they get, they do not know how to take it. They're like, what? I'm not mid. I mean, that's <laughs> the, it's a straight up insult. You calling somebody mid? That's, that's great. It's up, like, be, it's mediocre. So what, what, what does it mean? It's, oh, is that what it means? Yes, yeah, mediocre. You're yeah, mid. Yeah, you a basic ass bitch. Yeah, you're mid. Yeah, yeah you're just, you're mm. so mid. Okay. Yeah, you're mid level. You're just mid. And boy, does that piss them off. It does. Mm. It does. Because they all think they're, they all think they're, they're great. But yeah. Well, you have to uh, disabuse them of that. You have uh, to say they think they're a top G Mario. Come oh on. yeah. I don't, I don't. New I, slang here. Let's I never watched, I never watched top G. I've watched kitchen nightmares, but I've never watched top G with Gordon Ramsay. Uh, that's what it, what it is, right? Top G. You're top G. Definitely. Word, word. Uh, Kalei, straight, give me straight up. Give me your favorite. Uh, uh, oh, you know what? It's dumb. So this is the worst thing about slang and how you kids, and this is directed at you, Kalei, because you're the youngest one here. Um, so they like to say low-key. They say, oh, I low-key. Instead of saying I kind of like this or it's like a guilty pleasure, you know, I low-key like the movie The Notebook, right? They'll say that. Like, I low-key That's like a thing, that. huh? Right. Wow. But then, the what do you think the opposite of that is, John? What do you think of if something is low-key, what do you think the opposite of low key is? I would say Four. high strung, but I'm sure that's not it. <laughs> no, these kids, these kids at work say high key. That's high, high key. key suspect. It's like idiot. That's you don't just use the opposite of a word as slang. That's not how slang works. You know, that's so dumb. Mean, the, Mario's like the slang boys. He's all listen, goddammit. Well, also, me, I use it all the time. Also, use defined, but. Also, no one ever in any conversation ever uses the term high key. That's high key. No, no, not before it became slang. No, Mm-mm. no, unacceptable. I mean, it's like it's like all slang. Somebody just made it up. It really comes down to how many people are going to hop on board and use it. Uh, With slang, key. if one person uses it, that's it. But if you got everybody using it, here's you know. my opinion on high key right here. If you look at your computer screen right there, it's <laughs> it's high key lame. Is what it you is. You know, I've got a slang called thumbs down. Right. <laughs> you know, do, it's a slang. Anita, do you really use high key? Uh oh, what are you? What's wrong? Oh, she's got a. Anita's okay. Wait, everybody. Get, Anita's every, walking the door. Anita's going, walk. What's up, motherfucker? What you doing in my house? Right. Anita's He's, turning Anita's, away Anita's, at Jehovah's Witness right now. I'm going to kill you. Anita no. is Anita is high key getting a food delivery right now. 
No, bet. she's like, I don't want no Girl Scout cookies from bet. you, man. No cap. I don't. I don't want to hear the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. Bet. You take your thin mints and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> bet. Dude, we just went to Chin Cam. Yeah. Have you heard uh, the good news? Chin-cam? Have you heard the good news about Jesus? Uh, we we're trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Now they're just going door to door now, huh? Right. Anita, what's that? What happened, buddy? So when you move into an apartment, right. did you make the assumption that your carport number is the number of your apartment or is that just me? Sometimes it's different. It's you get, really, yeah, that's weird. Both apart, both apartments I lived in, my carport number was different than my apartment number. Did you park in somebody's part, somebody else's spot? Yeah, we've been here for what, like three months now. I'm so you high key have been, key been parking spot. in somebody else's spot, <laughs> and it took them this long to say something. Yeah, apparently he's been parking on the street. Dang. Well, why doesn't he just park in your spot? And yeah, call well, cause, it even? Because he doesn't also, know. Also, he's a little—he's a little bitch. He didn't say anything. Let's yeah, I had to figure out who it was first. Right? right. Couldn't he just like, like tell the person in the front though? First of all, he's not a bitch. You, someone's parking in his spot. Why is he the bitch? What's going? Because <laughs> <laughs> you let her go for three months. If I was his girlfriend or whatever, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, "You're not going to say anything." I would be really mad. You would, you're the girl that gets the husband killed because he talks he talks back at a cholo yeah. when he cut in line like that? when he cut yeah. in line at the taqueria at the, at the at the that's that's in a muffler shop at two in the morning on Olympic Boulevard. You're not gonna say anything. He nah, cut is you. She gonna get there's me. She gonna get me killed for sure. There's a John Mulaney like, bit that's really. Yeah, I'm gonna say something. It was nice knowing you. You're not gonna say. You're not gonna say nothing. <laughs> you're just gonna let him do it. You're not gonna say nothing. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Whatever. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. Uh, you had your hand up about 20 minutes ago. What did you have? I was just going to say that he he should have said something sooner. And also to the point of going to the main office, that's one of the services that's supposed to come with being in a complex is you're in such a compact community that when it comes to things that have to do with your rental agreement, you are not the person who's responsible for that communication because it's also a safety issue. That is true. Kalei. Okay. But let's talk about the real problem. Why do the numbers not match the apartment numbers? They never do. It's fucking bullshit. That makes no sense. Hey, I'm in apartment 2B. I park in parking spot 2B. Let's no, just do that's it not that way. that's not the way let's they're numbered. Keep, let's just keep it simple. If you ha- you only have one apartment to one parking space with that logic. If you have two people and they're both driving, you're not going to have two two B parking spots. Right. Yeah, that's I mean, where that's Sherlock like Holmes a personal lives. problem at that point. Well, we only get not one spot per <laughs> unit. So what? Anita, so did the manager come and get you? What happened? Who was the who 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 accosted you at your front door there? Yeah, my, the manager came and told me. Did you? I saw him walking past with a guy too. Oh, <laughs> did you say? I'm in the middle of a podcast, and I do not wish to be bothered right now. I was like, or, okay, well, no one told me, so I don't. I don't know how I was supposed to make that assumption. 
And did he say, did he say, yeah, I'm going to need you to, uh, to move go your ahead. car right now. Yeah. <laughs> need you to move your car. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and need you to, I'm going to need you to go ahead and uh, yeah, move your car. Yeah, I'm going to need you to move your car. Yeah. Well, Anita, you handle it very, it looked like you were very graceful about the whole thing. Uh, you didn't get mad. I, yeah, I didn't see you. I didn't see anybody get struck. Uh, so I, thought, I think you kept your, I think you kept your, your composure. Mm. And now the only thing to do is logically from a relationship standpoint is yell at Brent and somehow blame him. That's really, <laughs> that's really the only thing. Just blindside him when he gets home. I Just, mean, I thought it was figure out which spot's the correct spot. No, no, no. That's like two steps. <laughs> away. You're like three steps away from that. It's, uh, are you moving the car? Are you moving the car right now, Anita? Yeah, I mean, I had to move my car anyway because we can't park here tomorrow because they're doing like new concrete. So I was gonna move it anyway. What? Um, uh, what's the weather like out there? It's hot. Yeah. Um, where, where are you at? We follow you. Oh, okay. You, so you, want, you, probably... you want that going out over the air, John? I. Oh. You put that on me? <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you I asked. Thought... No, I'm I need to closer to getting Anita social. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess it's my fault. Then. Anita, what's your I, it birthday? Seems like, it seems like we're always, it seems like we're always talking about neighborhood places to eat because oh yeah, it's just around the corner. Right. Right. Hey, so. Anita, what was your security number? Is mm -hmm. Anita? What was your All first right. pet's name? All right, Mario can take that out. I'm not. I'm not. Edit, I'm not editing shit today. I am not you editing. Take that, so. You take that out when I go. Sorry, you Anita. Ask, you just go. You just go flip. It's fine. It's it's a big town. She'll be fine. You're good. Just say. I'm in Santa Cruz. Well, we already know Hiddish is in San Jose, so his fans are going to be combing that area. There you go. So I'm in Carport 43, but that's not my apartment. So don't worry. Because it's not the same. Uh, there's no significance to the number 43 that I can attach it to. You know, like, you know, 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. It's, you know, Jackie Robinson's uh, number. Who says, who says that? <laughs> uh, Douglas Adams. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, thoughts answer to the life uh, meaning of life. Yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Anybody? I didn't read it. I did, I'm probably the only person that didn't read that. That's right up your alley. Right. And you know what? He's a huge Python fan. I think he even. I think he even helped write some Python stuff, which is very rare that somebody gets in on that. That's not a Python. Right. There you go. So how, how is it I haven't read that book? Yeah. See, there you go. I don't know. It's time to get on it. All right. Kalei, you went away for a second. Is everybody okay? All right. Uh, we're talking about office space, obviously. That's what we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes. And uh, speaking of park office space, we're going to call this uh, episode "Parking Space" because Anita's been uh, exiled. Ah. Anita, is this space closer ah. or farther to your apartment? Don't give that information out over the airwaves. That's positive or ne negative? Uh, John, do not commit yourself to rashness because you're temporarily depressed. Um, that is from a Sherlock Holmes story. <laughs> Uh, and don't say greasy. You say greasy. Anita, are are you closer or farther away from your apartment now? We've lost Anita. We've lost her. I honestly, I didn't. I didn't look at it, but I just moved to the front. I'm parked in the front. So. 
What spot? You you should have been. You're in forty three. What were you in before? I was in forty seven. Oh, so it's only four spots. Not yeah, it's like a couple spots over. So why don't you just park there? But, but whoever said the idea, whoever said that, if I think it was Kalei that brought up the fact that there's two, if you have two spots, you're going to take up two consecutive numbers so they wouldn't match up. They could just say, you know, 13A and 13B. I don't think it'd still match up. But I, however, I, whoever, whoever designed this is just a bad idea. You know? Exactly. We need to clarify that they only get one parking space to one apartment anyway. So. Mm. And also, why wasn't he parking in his spot for so long? That's what I want to know. Did they not? Do you not have storage in your uh, in your parking unit? Because sometimes. Oh shoot! What? Yeah, and our stuff is locked in the, the one in there. front of our car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm see. That's I'm going to blame management because management should have given you uh, the tour and said, "Hey, this is your storage space. This is your parking space." They should have held your hand and walked you around like you had never rented an apartment before. That's well, when I moved in here first, he was on vacation so that he had someone else covering him. And she was not a nice lady. Um, okay. See, we're finding out that this yeah. is not, uh, the, you know, if I'm your lawyer, this is not your fault. This is not your fault. <laughs> so if you were Judge oh Judy, you'd say just a minute. All that stuff out of the carport. Oh, my God. I'm so, that just literally broke my why heart. Why don't you just right ask, now. why don't you just ask the guy, you, you go back to the guy and say, hey, can we just switch? Because I'm, we're already in here, would you mind switching spaces? If not, it's fine. We can move everything out. But are you okay staying in forty-seven? Because he, he, well, because I don't know what number he's actually in. Because I only saw him walk by, and I have no idea who he is. So, man, this is this is turning. We gotta. If you guys have any uh, advice on this, please uh, hit us up <laughs> at uh, Soup Complex S O U P Complex. This is as the world turns. Hashtags parking spot. Hashtag forty three. It was an exciting day. Hashtag all my shits in the storage in the wrong storage space. Mm -hmm. You tell him that if he wants your stuff out of his carport, then he can hire some movers to move it over to the right spot. It's not even all my stuff. It's all Brent's stuff. Well, that so. sounds like a Brent problem to me. Yeah, then Brent needs to Brent needs to do it by himself. <laughs> did he Did he finally get all his stuff? You know, it was like late getting shipped. Everything's here. Did he get Great. to put up the Mystery yeah. Science Theater poster? It is sitting next to the couch. It has not been assigned to a spot it, yet. It needs uh. to go up above the couch. No, they still need aesthetics. It needs yeah. to go up above the couch. You build the whole thing around it. As a matter of fact, that is the aesthetics. Yes. <laughs> okay, Anita, what are we cooking today? Before we get into the movie, it's uh, lunchtime with Anita. What are we cooking today, Anita? Oh, we are having leftovers. Okay. Um, fajita, chicken fajitas with kale and black beans. Uh, wow. And I noticed you are we, healthy. I notice. I notice you have a. Uh, uh, is that a Pyrex or is that a Tupperware? It is. I could tell you have the good glass yeah, if you're one. Working kale in there. You are really. You're really trying to be healthy if you're working kale into that meal. <laughs> uh, I like. See, yeah. see, it's funny to John and myself. Kale is exotic. You might as well be eating. Uh, <laughs> you might as well be eating the eel that that will kill you if you take the wrong bite. 
It's, if, you know, it's, it's like, um, I always like kale was like a garnish, like parsley. It's just sort of like on the end of the table there, or maybe on the plate, but garnish? you're not really going to eat it. No, <laughs> like, no. Yeah, like a garnish, yeah. Uh, you got to massage kale. You can't just eat kale straight up. It's too It's You too have rough. to massage it. You got to break it down. Is that true? How do you break it down, Jake? You just, just you, you massage it. You, you get, belittle yeah, it? You get your... You yeah, belittle you it. <laughs> You're no iceberg <laughs> lettuce. You're no yeah, iceberg yeah. lettuce. You're no you arugula. And you'll like never be. You'll, you'll That's m- if uh, if kale's in the Marines, you break it down and yeah. rebuild it to your You will never be mm-hmm. arugula. You you think you're baby That's spinach? You, 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 you think you you're baby you spinach? Mean, you bitter you son of a here. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you disrespect that kale. Yeah, yeah, you have to. You got to break it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's never going to pass through your system. You wait. It's going to get stuck in there, that's like the, like that's the, the whole point. I think it's the whole point of kale. It's one of those few those foods that actually do pass through your system. <laughs> God bless it. All right. Yeah, you should eat more kale. Eat more kale. This it's uh, the roughage that scrapes your intestines on the way out. This part of the show is brought to you by uh, Kale Farmers of uh, California. That's a, that's a great sound bite. Eat more kale. Yeah. It high key scrapes your insides. Um, that's, the, that's the official. <laughs> and that's Boy. what she said. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you might even say it hits the spot. The G spot. <laughs> oh, we're back on that. There's kids in the, on the podcast this week. You can't say that. There's kids in the podcast. <laughs> you can't say that. There's, there's got, kids listening to this podcast. We've got Gen Z on, on the podcast this week. We can't Will somebody be, please think of the children? I told you guys. Yeah, last week we did talk about the G-Spot. We, we, we covered a lot of sex ed last week. We talked about the G-Spot. We talked about the myth of the female orgasm. It's the whole, the whole thing. Uh, it's a whole package deal. Um, hey, Jolly. Look, so what do you have there? You have a little Brita water filter. I see Anita. You, <laughs> Anita, you should be. Is that for the kale? Are you gonna Are you gonna waterboard the kale? That's for the coffee pot. Oh, we're making coffee. We're probably gonna have a two o'clock coffee when we come back from lunch. Nice, because we didn't sleep great. Uh, I, I've, I'm running on about three hours sleep, but about four Coke Zero. So w- the people at work tonight are going to be—they're going to have fun with me. Uh, I will tell you though, uh, two o'clock coffee means three o'clock visit to uh, you know where. Um, <laughs> take a magazine with you, and especially since you're eating that kale. A magazine. <laughs> Sorry, take your phone. What Whatever. She's <laughs> all all right. I guess you. I guess you don't mean you're going to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, right. Magazine. Bring a book. Good lord. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, anything to read. I mean, the phone is such a godsend. There were times when you'd be in there reading the shampoo bottle. Just, just you know, hello. Is this on? Just reading the shampoo bottle and praying. Right. Well, What's that? What's that, Justine? What did you say? We you're muted. You're muted, Boo Boo. Are you making like a Are you making like a It looks like she's doing a French you. braid or something. While she can't hear you right now. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Oh, she's braiding. You braided your hair. It looks great, Justine. Good job. Thanks. It's slightly damp. Is that the way you used to wear it when you played softball? Um, I had a ponytail. The girls would give me a um, French braid. All right. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever lean into a pitch just to get on base? Oh hell no! 
Uh, have you ever leaned into a pitch to break up a no hitter, to break up a perfect game? Who did that the other day, Hittish? No, but they would make I me bunt sometimes. All right, all right, okay. So anyway, Office Space. Let's rank it. <laughs> Who had not seen this movie, by the way? Who had not seen Office Space? Oh my gosh! What? Wow! Oh my god! Anita, oh Anita, let's talk about Office Space. What did you think, first time viewer, long time listener? <laughs> I had heard a lot about this movie at my last job. Um, we hired a consultant. We've actually hired multiple consultants. The Bobs, um, because they were a horrible company. So <laughs> they would hire consultants all the time, and we had this marketing consultant we were working with. She was the nicest person in the world. Emily, not that you're ever going to hear this, but she was great. She's out there. Um, Shout out to Emily for being a good human being. She would always, like, whenever I was working with her, she would always reference this movie. And she was like, I need you to watch this. I need you to watch it. And then I tried to watch it one time. I got distracted. I never finished it. So, um. Poor Emily. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, I kind of watched it while I was working but it was like hard to like not pay attention to it because it was actually really funny I liked the characters um, what was the guy's the main guy's name I can't remember don't Rob put me on that Rob thank you was it he Rob was, was it Rob the one no Peter Jennifer Anderson. it's Peter oh Peter Peter Gibbons uh, yes he was so funny he's Rob he in, like, uh, in Swingers yeah, he's very good in the, he's very good in this role. Yeah, he did a really good job. Like every from the point to where like in the beginning where he was like miserable at his job, like I felt all of that. Like I was just like, wow. Like I really I really feel his pain and to the point where he was like not giving a fuck. I was just like cheering him on the whole time. Like, I was <laughs> in full support of him just not showing up. And when he like slept in for the overtime, I was just was like, yes, this this is great. Um the rap the music, the soundtrack, the like the guy sitting in the car rapping the song and then locking the door yes. and the guy walks past him. <laughs> Michael Bolton. Cracking up laughing. Like I was almost on the floor. It was so funny. Uh, it is a great soundtrack. There's so much gangster rap on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's about like three what you think all these corporate dudes. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like horrible. Like you're not like, why is it here? Like you're not like, no, this is they lean fully into it. And it's, right. It's really funny. Um, I didn't, John mentioned it. I was going to ask the question. I was like, did the guy, the, the stapler guy, did he really say he was going to like burn down the building? When they oh, were, like, thousand like, percent. Hey. He was going to burn that motherfucker down. It's like under his under breath. breath. He just, he yeah. go, wow. I, yeah, I heard I, like, that. Caught it. Like, I was like, did it, someone say that? Did I miss that? Like, and I watched movies with subtitles. I was like, I saw the subtitle, but I didn't see anyone like say it yeah. fully. And yeah, I was he, like, he kind of just said, if they take my red stapler, like, that's it. He says it's it twice. Yeah. He says it yeah. twice. I'm going to burn this oh, whole place. Twice. I didn't catch the other one yeah. then. This movie's yeah. definitely great to go back and watch and then really focus on what Milton says throughout the whole film because it is fucking hilarious. Okay. 
It was, and then when I saw the building burning, I was like, oh, he definitely said that. Like, it was, it connected all the dots for me. Not only that, he took the, he took the, the great thing is he took the traveler's checks. He's just like, thanks. Oh, he took the money. It was great. He's like, well, I'm rich now. Yeah. Just go. It's a great way to go out with him talking about putting poison in the drinks. You know, shut this whole place down. Yeah. You don't bring me. I ordered a. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. I related to it. The consulting part, like I've worked with consultants with companies before and the two times I have, they were like great consultants and they actually ended up quitting because the companies were so horrible that they refused to work with them. So it was great. I love it. I love in this movie that he, Peter fails upward. Like he's honest about how, uh, he's honest about how much he hates his job and everything. And then somehow you know, they, they blame upper management, which upper management is to blame. And like a they, good straight shooter. He yeah, did, they he move did, him up. Upper management material. I love that he fails upward. I love it. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Um, uh, Jake, what did you think, my man? What, what, what was going on? You're the comedy guy. I, you know, I thought it was great. Um, everyone's, everyone's been at a job that they fucking despise and hate. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot to relate to in this movie. Not necessarily like the desk job, but. How do you feel? Uh, just, how do you feel about the fact that you're basically Michael Bolton, though? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> if I had to pick, I, if I, I had was going to ask him if he shows any flair at work. Oh yeah, fifteen pieces. He said what he said. Fifteen pieces. Fifteen pieces, huh? What's the guy? That, what's, what's the annoying waiter's name? Trevor. What's that guy's name? Brian. What's that kid's the annoying waiter? <laughs> What's that guy's name? That guy's so that guy's know. so good. That guy's so good. There's so many people making out in the parking lot, and he's like, "I get a room, you too, haha!" And he just like flips oh, them both off. The of worst. <laughs> I hate that guy. He's the worst. You know what? Everybody in the in this movie, no, 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 even no, no. Oh, what's going on? The, the worst guy is the one who um, talks. Who's from the office? He keeps talking about giving people his O face. Oh, Drew. Yeah, right. I love everybody knows everybody knows somebody like that. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Some of us may even host podcasts. Um wow. thank you. turn everything sexual. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh J- yeah, I thought I thought it was fantastic. Who was your favorite um, character in the whole movie, uh, Jake? Oh God, uh, what was his name? Uh, was it? It wasn't Bob. Who's the guy who was like muttering under his breath the whole time? Milton. Milton. Yeah, I have Milton. Just had me laughing so hard. I the second I saw him, like, um, I think I'm gonna like this character. I need to pay attention. I need to pay attention to what he says. And yeah, early on in the movie, he's like, yeah, it's on a tamer statement. Just muttering, take the stapler, be the last straw, and burn the place down. So funny. His red, uh, his red swing line stapler. Mm-hmm. My red, my red swing line stapler. It's you know, really good. Uh, take my I, have, I just realized. I've seen where it pans over when he's talking about his stapler, and it pans over to uh, pans over to Peter's cubicle. <laughs> Oh, he's, talking to him he's, the whole he's time. talking about it on the phone. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to no, get no, out of there. No, no, I gotta go. Milton. No, no, I gotta go. I know he's gonna ask me to work Saturday. I just know it. And I'm in a mm-hmm. cave. Uh, who is your favorite? So, who's your favorite guy? Your Milton. Milton. Calais, what did you think? First time viewer. 
loved this movie. Um, I have been thinking a lot about just in general, cause I haven't been here when I'm rating movies like, Oh, like what goes into my rating? And something I think that's really important is just what my mind is in general focused on at the time. And like lately a lot of my interest as far as like mental health and everything goes like that has been the internet conversation against bed rotting, which I think is so interesting in our society post COVID. And I loved being able to watch a movie from the nineties where Peter's just unapologetically like sleeping <laughs> for like a few days straight. It's not a problem. Nothing's going to bother him. Right. And it also, I really love that he read almost like a, like a children's movie character in the way where like, um, like Winnie the Pooh operates this way. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of true. I never thought about that. He's just, like, so calm, so sure, so collected and all of it. You would have think he just came back from, like, a Tao retreat. Right. Fantastic movie. Um, my commentary is always, where's the screen time for the women? Where are we giving them their character development? Right. Uh, Jennifer Aniston's character. So fun. Uh, we don't love people who do the bare minimum, apparently. Um <laughs> Which also provided a lot of thoughts about capitalism. And it's just really great to have a movie that is so goofy uh, tackling all these big abstracts. Right. They, 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 they're, they're, ta they're talking, they're, they're real issues. They're talking about, you know, people burning out and they're talking about like unchecked capitalism and, and, and how, you know, these guys are all going to make, what does he say? He goes, you guys are going to get laid, laid off so Lumberg's uh, stock can go up like, you know. Like a quarter of a point, you know, something, you know, yeah. there's, there really are these really great anti-corporate kind of uh, underpinnings in the whole script. Uh, but yes, it's, especially with the bank account. Right. The entire conversation about this being a time where people just want to be handed money. Right. Right. I mean. Yeah, it's fun though. But I do like Jennifer. I'm not the biggest Jennifer Aniston fan, but I think she's great in this movie. Can you say more words about that? Uh, I was just never, I think, I don't think it's her so much as the hype around her that, mm. you know what her I mean? Her character's kind of annoying on Friends, her character's kind of annoying, so. Right. That's but, my take on it. But In I, this movie, she's kind of like one of the, she's one of the people you like. You right. Know? I love that she's, I love that whole conversation where she's like, so how is this not stealing? And, and then the whole thing of the analogy with the penny at uh, 7-Eleven. And he's like, you know, you know how you take the penny out? And then she keeps going, yeah. You, you know, no, but I love it. First, she's like, you mean the one for the hungry kids? <laughs> she's like, no. He's like, no, that's the jar, the, pen, the tray, you know. But then, like, it, he's like, maybe I'm not explaining it right. And she does not let him go. She does not let him get right. out of it. She's right. like, no, you're yeah. stealing. You know, yeah. I, I kept thinking of Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because that's uh, like pragmatic. She is to how pragmatic. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'll, I'll try to explain to her how great like Godzilla is, and she just won't get it. <laughs> She'll be like, that movie about the lizard. Yes. Yes, and she. Bring, I mean, Mario, when did you give up on that? You know, Godzilla's great because. <laughs> oh, I never, I never. You know, Godzilla's one of those things where, like, I get it. I like I'll get in there and pitch for Star Wars or for certain things, but yeah. Godzilla, it's like, look, yeah. if you didn't grow up with this, I know. If you didn't grow up with this, it's not gonna, 
you know, this, this conversation with Nicole was about the um, uh, Matthew Broderick. Godzilla. She was not wrong, by the way. She was not wrong at all. It was a bad <laughs> because it really is a lizard. That's the one where it's like he's an iguana. Or you know? uh, it's yeah, the worst. I love that. We should watch I that got one. Broken down by her pragmatism. We should we should watch that one. Uh, no, I did oh, love. Like, I, now, what's funny, uh, Calais, is I have recently had like a renaissance. Not a renaissance where. I've gone back because you know Friends is on or whatever. I'll see her summer Jennifer, and I'm like, why did I? Why did I not like? You know, she's she's a likable person. You know, there's nothing wrong with her. She's you know a good actress. You know, at least in the roles that she does, she usually sticks to comedies. So you know, she's good at it. Um, she's got good comedy timing. She's yeah, got really good timing. Right, right. You know, that's that's why that's why her character works on Friends. She's annoying, but the timing is just perfect. Right. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't I like this? I think it was just, I just didn't like buy the hype around. It's like, you know, when somebody's just, you know, it's like you you see them everywhere. You're like, ugh, I'm sick of seeing this person, you know? Like whatever. Yeah. It's just oh. like one of those things. But I thought she was, I watching it again, I really, and I thought they had a great, uh, I thought they had good chemistry. I thought they were really, they worked really well together. I thought Ron Livingston and that was a believable couple. Uh, right. I could see that, you know, being, you know. Uh, I agree. Um, I also love that they kept in the conversation where she is expressing like her past sex life, right. like his business. Right. That was that was something that I was surprised to see in the movie. I think because it was such a goofy movie, and I was like, oh, like this is actually a really like real example. Right. I don't know. I loved it. Yeah, and she's like, I didn't ask you about yours because I don't care. She's like, I didn't ask you about your past, and I don't care. Like, what you know? What's the big deal? You know, she's a matter of fact in her delivery. Right, right. She, it was a really good role for her. I thought that was really fun. Uh, so, was she your favorite character in the whole movie, or uh, no? Who was your Peter. favorite? Peter was your favorite. Peter was my favorite character. Peace and love to Jay Aniston. I just again, it was this like Winnie the Pooh almost movement through the world <laughs> that it just very much to me was reading like. We are appealing to that child intrusive thought to want to just step I, away. The scene that always plays in my head, I do love the scene where he, he lets the cubicle wall down. And I always like that they show it and you see the car driving by and it's just <laughs> like the world is, it kind of reminds me of when you were a kid and you would go on a field trip and you would see like, yeah. oh, there's people out, like there's trucks driving by and there's cars and people are walking on the streets. Like you think that when you're in school, like time just stops and they're like, no. People are out doing things. That's kind of what it reminded me of when it, when the wall comes out. It's like, yeah, the world is still going on out there. You know, that's still, you know, time is still passing. Uh, so for every for those who of us who had seen it, uh, when was the last time you watched this, Justine? I probably watched it two three years ago. Where does this fall in the Justine pantheon? Uh, it just reminds me because this came out when I was like an eighth grader when we're all immature and all the boys and all the girls were all talking about the O face. And... <laughs> yeah, we're all immature. They're like, oh, you're O face. And we all do the stupid O face part. Like, that was such a big deal. I think people still, like, at least my age, we all still kind of do that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The guy, I don't know that actor's name, but he's been in a few things here and there. He kind of, he was kind of hot for a second after this movie. But the way he does that, that whole thing. Like <laughs> oh my God, dude. 
It's perfect. It's like the perfect. It's so dumb, but it's so funny. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think this is the first time of me watching it where I am working and I do feel for him now. But right. when I used to watch it, it was more like, well, when I was a kid, the first time I watched it and I was just like, oh, this is funny. And then I think the next time I watched it, I was probably still just in college. So it was whatever. I actually own this on DVD. Oh, but, wow. Um, but as far as like now I'm in a time and my place where I'm just like, yeah, totally understand. I would love to be a construction worker and see things done with my hands and be outdoors and be chill. And that was another great thing. You know, they didn't, he didn't, you know, he had a good relationship with his neighbor and it wasn't like he looked down on his neighbor for being a construction worker. I, I like that too, that there was that point of view that it was like the construction worker was like, Hey, we're working outside. You know, we're doing stuff with our hand. You know what I mean? Like, I love yeah, that. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, yeah. you know, you know, his, his, his uh, neighbor was crude, but he wasn't a bad guy. You know, he was like a supportive guy. And he would come over and, you know, Hey, who doesn't want the neighbor that cook that comes and tells you, Hey, this look, turn it on, turn it to channel nine, man. You know, everybody has that friend. Uh, but it's it's I love that. I love that that like they didn't look down on the on the, the construction worker or make him look, you know, foolish or anything. You know, he he was actually a good character. He was actually a good friend to Peter. Didn't, that's that's yeah. my judgment. Yeah, that's the writing. He doesn't punch down, you know. Right. And I feel like Jennifer asked Anison asked the right questions, like, so what are you gonna do for work? Like what are you doing now? What's happening? Like, what are you gonna do today? Right. She asked those questions. Right. <laughs> I was concerned for her. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and we've all been fed up with our jobs where we just want to flip everybody off and walk out. Every mm -hmm. one of us has been like th that way where you're just like, you know, oh, here's your, here's another piece of flip. <laughs> just the way she gives the finger too. She kind of does the, she really sticks the finger at, at him. It's great. I love it. Uh, if you want me to wear, but that's, everybody's run into that corporate mentality, right? If this is what you want me to do, just tell me you want me to do it. You know, don't make it a thing. Yeah, don't be passive aggressive about it. All that bullshit about, well, if you don't want to, if you want to do the minimum and not express yourself, it's like, oh. just tell me how many I need to put on. Right. What's <laughs> going to stay out of your way? If you what? want me to wear 37 pieces of flair, then yeah. make a policy where I have to wear 37 yeah. pieces what's of gonna, flair. What's going to get you to stop asking me? That's that. What number is going to get you to stop bothering me about it? Because that's the number I need to, that's what I'll wear. Just what's mm -hmm. the, what's the threshold? Give me give me that magic number, uh, Patrick. I feel like you love this movie. Uh, you mean the birth of my socialism? <laughs> uh, is that what you're referring to? Uh, I saw this movie at a fairly fundamental uh, time in my life. I was fairly young. Um, uh, this was on Comedy Central all the fucking time. Uh, you could flip the channel and there's a solid chance it would be playing. And I love this movie. Uh, it resonated a lot with me as far as uh, uh, and has grown into my gripes with corporate America and uh, capitalism as a whole, which is kind of fun. Uh, I think it's hilarious. It's a fantastic ensemble cast. There's not a single person in this movie that does not do justice for their part and bring their A game. I don't think there's a weak part in this movie. It's really good and it's hilarious. Who's your favorite? It's a cool. Oh, it's Milton, hundred uh, percent. I was. I've been doing Milton impressions since I was very young. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense why you like Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, it's um, kind of the same character. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's a cool it's a perfect comedy. It's a cool eighty nine minutes. So I mean, you know, it, it fits a lot of our criteria right, standards. Right. It's good. It's it's hilarious. Uh Milton has always spoke the most to me because it's it's nice to see he's a juxtaposition of what probably would have happened to Peter if he did not stop caring. Uh, and it's a nice message to kind of tell people, you know what, Hey, in the end of the day, it's a job and they don't control your life and you need to make decisions that are best for you and your health and, uh, taking care of yourself. I really loved watching it this time. I really loved the other guy, the guy that was so, the, the guy that was so, uh, paranoid about losing his job. And, Samir? Uh, he, yeah, no, 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 no. The, the other or guy. Or Michael Bolton. No, the other guy. The, 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 the chair. The guy oh, ends up in a wheelchair. Oh, oh <laughs> the guy who gets hit by a yeah. car. Yeah. Uh, just because at the end, he's so positive. He's so, you know, he's sitting in the wheelchair. He's like racked up. He's got a, he's like, hey, Peter, you know, I really was thinking about you. And I just want you to know that, you know, if you hang in there, good things can happen. And it's like, dude, he really cared about him. Like they, they kind of made fun of him and, you know, and everything. But oh, yeah. in the yeah. end, he really yeah. did care about him. Like, hey, you know, he invited, they invited everybody to the party and it was like yeah. jump to conclusion. I kind of took game. that as good things can happen to you, but like if you keep in there, you can get hurt. And right, yeah, of course. I mean, it was it was an awful way for him to like come up. Of course. But it was an awful way for him to come up, but he had kind of had a, like a, an epiphany, right? Because he was going to kill himself, right? He was going to kill himself, that guy. And uh, but I don't know if you guys noticed on the jump to conclusions, they misspelled lose. It was loose a turn, yeah. which I thought yeah. was a great little like you know I see that on the internet all the time. Uh, so I thought that was a great little. But I love that he says is the neighbor solution is turn off your answering machine. This is the these are the days right before cell phones are prevalent because he goes oh, yeah. he goes come home turn off your answering machine, and uh, that's it. And he's like what a great what a great idea. Um, I- I appreciate this movie a lot because on the surface level, it's hilarious, but it has a lot of really nice, deep undertones to it that can, if you're not paying attention, you can miss out on. And, you know, it, it, it does a lot for itself. Well, Mike Judge, you know, idi- idi- idiocracy as well. You know, he definitely has uh, has some ideas. He's he's definitely a sharp writer, sharp guy. King the Hill, King the yeah. Hill is great too. Uh, so, and it's, uh, it's shot really well. Like, it's... It, I I really like the cinematography on this one as well. I think they do a good job. It's blocked really well. The art direction's really nice. It's it, you can tell it's a lower budget film, but they use it really well. Right, and uh, it's shot great. Right, and it holds up still. Like I mean, it doesn't feel time. Like it feels uh, timeless. It doesn't feel dated. No, you know, like I said, the cell phone thing, the internet thing is the only thing. Like you know, any but that's it. You know. It's kind of like the apartment, you know. Uh, Soul crushing jobs don't change much, you know. Right. The the, it's, the, it's the machinery, much, uh, the machinery, and the trappings in the office change, but every, you know it's the same kind of corporate yeah, environment. Yeah. Stuck in a cubicle. Yeah. You know? John, what did you think of this upon rewatch? Oh, it's hilarious. I love it. I I love Mike Judge's stuff, and um, it's well written. All all the actors are great. I love Stephen Root because, you know, he did like five seasons of news radio. He played the exact opposite of Milton. He played this real, he played the guy that owned the, uh, the radio station and a real Sharpie, a real sort of sharp Weasley guy. And, uh, the complete polar opposite of Milton. So it just goes to show you what a great actor he is because he's totally believable in both parts. It took me a while to figure out it was the same guy. <laughs> right. 
it, he turns up in a lot of Coen Brothers movies too. Yes, and he's like a he's like a chameleon. He never plays this the same type of character uh, twice. So yeah, he just he steals this movie. Um, I love Peter's great. Peter's got a great story arc. You know, I just love how goofy it is that his whole life turns around because of that thing with the uh, the hypnotherapist. Right, because that's like something out of a stand-up routine. That sounds like a like a Lenny Bruce joke or a uh, you know or a Woody Allen joke. You know <laughs> that you that the guy the guy has a heart attack before he can snap you out of it. I just thought that was a great thing that they took it all the way. You know, I mean, it really. You think this isn't just like a one joke thing? This really is going to change his life. You know, right? He does better at the job. He does better with Jennifer Aniston. Everything is better because of this thing. The guy did not wake up, so he's still in this state of bliss. You know, right? Yeah, I wonder how long that lasted, though. What did he? Did he? I wonder if it if it eventually wear off. I don't. You know, I think it seemed. I, I there is a moment. When he starts realizing the gravity of the crime, something does sort of like sort of snap him out of it. But I like that it wasn't gimmicky. Like somebody snaps her fingers and he wakes up. I, I like that they just kind of took it to the next conclusion. Right. They jumped. A lot of people yeah. A lot of people conclusion. said, no, he's going to snap. And then he just comes out of it, you know. Right. I don't know. It, that's a great character. That's a great story arc because he, he really goes the full way from miserable to having an epiphany. And turning his life around, and then realizing he's made a terrible mistake, right? And he's given a second chance. At the end, he's such a happy guy. It's like I was given a second chance. I thought I was going to jail, but now I got my life back. You know? Right. Right. So he really is a great character. But boy, how can you not love Milton? <laughs> it's just, uh, just uh, what a great character. I know. And I guess that was based on uh, the, that was the whole basis of the. I guess it was based on an animated thing that Mike Mike Judge had done. Um. Was where Milton was the star. Well, uh, the thing about Mike Judge is that he writes very specifically. There's no, this really feels like you know every one of these people. You've worked with somebody or known somebody like every one of these people. He's very uh, sharp observer of people's, uh, the way they talk and their facial tics and the, the way that they get locked into a way of thinking. And right. he's very sharp observer of human nature. And that's what made King of the Hill so great. He really really gets it this is really the way people behave and sometimes it's not very pretty but it's uh it's honest it really feels like a that's why this is different from most comedies most comedies people are just sort of like cliches or cardboard characters and this really sets it up like no they're this is this is the way management does in a lot of places and right. this is the way you know you this is the way your goofy neighbor acts and your coworkers. This is very specific, and I think that's what makes it so funny. The the the, the more uh, specific you get, the more everybody goes, "Oh yeah, you know, I know a guy like that." Right, <laughs> right. Uh, Mr. Patel, uh, I don't know how you feel about this movie. I, I'm I'm trying to think back. How old is your How old is your your oldest son? My oldest son is the age of this movie. That's what I was going to say. I think this movie came out right around. years old. I think this movie came right around, right, right, right around the time your son was born. So I don't know if you liked this movie or not. This is this is this is a little after we would have been seeing movies together on the regular. So I don't know how yeah, you yeah. feel about this movie. It was good. It was funny because I haven't seen this movie in probably twenty something years. And uh, what struck me while I was watching it was how. I expected it to be a little dated 
a little like, oh, I used to like the A-Team so much back in the 80s, but now I watch an episode, it's just horrible to watch. <laughs> but it wasn't. You know, a lot of these tropes or issues are still issues today, and that's what makes, that's what I started, you know, thinking about when I was watching this movie. I'm like, yeah, I know people like Michael Bolton. You know, the guys that talk a big game or a bunch of, but but is like you know afraid to do something about it at right. the end, right? right? Without needing someone to encourage him, right? Or you know guys that are just like uh, Jennifer Aniston's character of like pragmatist saying, "Hey, if you want me to have thirty-seven pieces of flair, just make that the minimum." Right? <laughs> we were just talking about that, right? Right. I identified with these with these characters in in today's life still, and I was you know thinking about how remarkable this was as a movie that it did help hold up especially when you're being very very specific with what you're getting at la traffic you know and how it's super frustrating or the, the guy that's yelling out gangster rap lyrics but locks the door when there's someone walking <laughs> by his car right things like that all of that is still kind of like you know uh relevant resonating. right yeah, yeah. So I was really, really surprised at how well that movie uh, held up. What it was funny then, it's still funny now. Where do we know the other Bob from? Which, he, which Bob? The oh, he Bob was the, the second Bob, first wasn't Bob, he? Second Bob's Bob. from Platoon and Scrubs, right? No, no, but second, yeah, yeah. second Bob, wasn't he on Cheers towards the end? He used to like hang out with yeah. Cliff. That's where yeah. he was from. He's a regular, right? He's like yeah. He showed well, up. He was a semi regular. He showed us up like in the later seasons when like when like Kirstie Alley gets there, he he starts to show up. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the Bobs. Uh, you've been missing a lot of work, Peter. Well, I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's those corporate jokes that really resonate. Right. I love it. Uh, well, who is your favorite character, though, Hiddish? Uh, well, everyone will say Milton, and I think that's the obvious choice, but I really liked Michael Bolton because I think the way that character was written, I know people exactly like that. Right. And so I'm like, dude, you're hilarious. You're you're Joe, you're John, you're Eric, whatever, right? It's reminding me of all these people, and I kept sitting there thinking to myself, he's the person that I can see in the real world all the time. Right. So I'll I'll, I'll go with Michael Bolton. Uh, I'm going to have to say my favorite character is the neighbor. Um, just because in all the time that, you know what? And it's such a small part of the movie, but when, when we lived in our apartment, we, I always had a neighbor like that that would come over and hang out or I'd go over to his, maybe I was that neighbor to some, somebody, but there was always somebody in the apartment complex that I would hang out with and like, just be like, Hey, let's get a come on. We're going to watch beastie boys videos at two in the morning, you know, uh, shout out, shout out to my man, Abel. Vicky and Abel, uh, Vicky would make us quesadillas in the middle of the night and we'd listen nice. to hip hop or watch, uh, watch videos. But yeah, I just kind of like him. And I just like that. He's like, again, that like John said, Mike judge doesn't punch down with, I mean, he's a little goofy and a little crass, but they get along. And I love the fact that they don't let their, what they do for a living, get in the way of the fact that they just genuinely like hanging out with each other and just having beers and, you know, commiserating about how much work sucks, no matter what job it is, you know? There's no, there's no trappings of, well, I'm a software engineer and you're a construction yeah. worker, so we, we have nothing in common. They just hang out. And he, I think he goes to him for, it's one of my favorite lines in the movie. It's like, what would, what, would, what would you say if somebody said to you, 
Uh, sounds like you have a case of the Mondays. I do believe you get your ass kicked. Like, you know. <laughs> what would you do if somebody gave you a couple million dollars? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super honest about it. He's like, yeah. that's it? He's like, <laughs> he's like, that's it? He's well, like, you know, the, the ladies do like rich guys, and, you know, I've always wanted to do it. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I guess I'd do that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's pragmatic, too. Just in a yeah, different way. Exactly. Than, just in a different way than Jennifer Aniston. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> but it's funny if you look at it. If you look at it, the people with like quote unquote, you know, you know, the people that with quote unquote like like blue collar jobs, right? They're the most pragmatic because they spend their time in kind of a different situation. They're not in that corporate environment, you know, because you have to be. I mean, my God, it's it's more laid out. If you don't have time for all the. Uh all the convoluted thinking. It's like X, you know, one plus one equals your paycheck and you can't fuck that up, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really more, it's more clear. It's like they don't put all these, you know, sort of like uh, diversions in front of you. It's like, right. You know, you can't, you can't bullshit your way out of it. You've got to show up, do the work and get paid. It seems like, yeah, if you're in a cubicle, maybe you could kind of, it's almost conceivable that you could get lost in the shuffle. Well, that's what Peter said. What does he say? He said, I, I do about 30 minutes of actual work every week, right? Uh, he he yeah. full-on admits it, you know. He full-on And that's says- got to resonate. There's got to be people that, yeah, just do the minimum, and you're on a computer, so I don't know how you do, you know, I don't know. And See, those- that, I've never had a computer. Computer job, I know, obviously. I can well, barely turn on, you know, the phone. But well, uh, it seems like, you know, if you when you're doing something like you're moving something, it's just like they're going to know immediately if you don't show up, you know? Right. Well, I'll tell you what, one real-world example of that right now, we we can look at the people who are on strike in Hollywood, right? And then yeah. the, the people who are making money off them are the ones that are like, well, we're just going to cut the trees down so you can't strike while you're in the shade, and you, we're going to, you know, we're going to wait – we're going to wait till you guys run out of money and then we're going to bring you to the table and give you terrible terms. You know, they're saying this, but you know what, but but you know what, now that, now that the actors with the writers, I kind of felt like, gee, I don't, what's going to happen with the actors. I I would say the movie studios are going to have to come around because without the actors, they're fucked. Maybe not for a month or two, but if they really stick to it, I don't know what you do without actors. Well, we're going to start. They're not, you know, they're not set up for AI yet where they can do everything. AI, you know, they're looking down the road but uh, they're trying to nip this in the bud. It's a slippery slope. But I, if they really stick to it, because with the writers, I, I, you probably heard the quote, you know, somebody at the movie studio said, well, fuck them. You know, they'll, they'll eventually run out of money. They'll come back. That's what they, with the that's... actors, it's a different thing, you know. Well, with AI, there's, um, I think there, I don't remember, my uncle was talking to me about it, but there was an issue where um, AI was making a background for something, and then there was a small there's a large enough piece of the background that was copywritten and they were copied. It was a copyright strike on that no background kidding. because there no was kidding. just, there's just enough of it to be considered copyright. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's funny. And so they have to have, they have to have artists come in and, you know, tweak it enough. So it's not copywritten anyway. So it's like how AI really hasn't even gotten to that point yet. We need to uh, just let the producers write some TV shows and see how easy it is. And then, like, they can just do it. They can just produce shows for, you know what I mean? But the writers never get, I mean, this goes back to the 30s. The writers have never gotten any respect. 
It's like you don't have a movie. Without the script, there is no movie. Right. And they've always gotten the least amount of respect. They talk about the directors, the actors, composers, even cinematographers. Nobody ever gives any love to the writers. That's, what, that's the thing. You cannot make a movie without the script. That's what know? Barton Fink was all about, damn it. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Well, before so, we get on to that, let's rank. We got off track there. Let's rank Office Space because it's waiting for tens across the board. Anita? How was your lunch, by the way? It was delicious. Um, I give it an eight. Uh, wait, I don't think you heard what I just said. <laughs> that was the lunch, I'm... right? <laughs> the lunch got an eight. Yeah, the lunch got an eight. Hans- handsome no, Dan I'm... Handsome? Uh, it's going to be a nine. Oh, going nine. All right. Justini Weenie? No. Um, I give it a eight and a half. Eight point five, Patrick. The uh, ratio to people to cake is too big. Uh, <laughs> it's a ten. It's I a ten. For, it's, it's a it's ten a, for Patrick. It holds up. It's one of my favorite movies. I love it. Uh, you're not wrong, man. I, I was really, I really laughed out loud a couple times uh, watching it again last yeah, night. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, it would be one thing if like the nostalgia was the only thing, but it's just honestly a good movie, and it they did a good job with it. It held, it held up. And uh, John yeah. Sandy, I uh, give it an eight. Uh, our special guest Calais. I'm also going to give it an eight. Uh, our extra special guest, uh, Hittish Patel. Yeah, I guess I'll give it an eight. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, all right. What's <laughs> what scene makes me think of you, Hittish? What, what if I if you had to think like what scene I think of you in this movie? What uh, what scene do you think it is? <laughs> me? Yeah. If I'm guessing what you what when you think of me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what what scene reminds you of something I think you would do? Oh, sitting in the car listening to gangster rap. <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk big and lock the door because I'm afraid. There no, no, I think of you with the uh, with the printer. I think of you when they take the printer out and just beat the shit out of it. I think I always think that's something that like you, like you that's something that's coiled up inside of you. It's a great buildup to that scene too. There's like, man, I wish I took something. It's like I took something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, how did you steal that? Like, you have to like need help to get that thing out. I love the look on Peter's face when he yeah, hands him the bat. You can go into the office, but no one being around too. Yeah, but he's a supervisor now. Remember? He's a supervisor. Yeah. He has people really. under him. I'm just yep. taking this out for maintenance. Have, have four people. Not going to work here anymore. Have four people. <laughs> yeah. Naga, not going to work anymore. Uh, jump to conclusions. Uh, I love that guy. Um, all right. What about you? I'm going to give it, I give it an eight. It's a solid eight, man. Uh, I was glad to revisit it because I think for workplace comedies, I think The Office as a, as a phenomenon kind of replaced office space. I think people kind of started watching the office and that kind of became the de facto movie about office life. But this isn't really about office life. This is about a lot more as we talked about mm-hmm. in the movie. It's about bigger ideas. So it was nice to revisit it. It was very nice to re, re- uh, you hit us, raise your hand. How can I help you? Yeah. Yeah. I just figured this is the best way to interrupt you. Yes. Go ahead. Why go ahead. would you not give it a higher score? 
Well, you know, there there are certain movies. There are certain movies we've we this is this we talk about this all the time. This this comes up. Like, why does The Godfather get a ten, but you know, Office Space not get? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Help me. I mean, Help me understand. there's certain there's certain levels of like I think uh, Patrick brought up some point. This is actually a very solidly well made film. The filmmaking is not bad. Is it a masterpiece? Is it something I would say needs to be put in the vault? Like if you're going to launch it into space, you know, like movies that are a ten for me are movies that I would be like if if somebody landed on another from another planet and they said. I don't know what a movie is. Tell me, explain to me, help me explain. Help me understand what is a, you know, well, here's some great examples of, you know, the, the highest. And with, with comedies, it's tough too. It's like, how, how does one comedy get an eight or a nine and another one gets a 10? And sometimes you have to ask yourself, because, you know, it's all about, is it getting laughs out of you? But you have to ask yourself, are they trying for something more? Is there a bigger picture? Was there something bigger that there's, you know, that they're nailing? So right. that's, I it, don't know. It checks that's a lot of the boxes. And there's some movies I can't tell. We've we've come to we've talked about this where I'm like I I know this movie should be ranked higher, but in my heart I can only give it this number. Yeah, it's not some, a master. It's not a master. Sometimes you get that you know. feeling where you're like I don't know what it is, but it's just barely missing the mark. Right, and we've talked. We, it, that, yeah, it comes up on the show a lot. We we that's a great question, Harrison. It's uh, it's one that I take. In also, this. also it's very personal. Because sometimes I, I get where Patrick is coming from with the 10, because sometimes it just hits you on such a personal level and people like look at you and go, God, a 10, really? Yeah. You know, that's, I think I was the only one to give Diner a 10 and people are like, geez, it's not a masterpiece, but it really hit something in my brain. Right. It just hit the mark. It just, it hit the sweet spot. So I get it. Sometimes it's a 10 just because it's, it, it feels very personal or it's really sometimes off all your personal boxes. Sometimes it's nostalgia. And I've talked about it before. Like I've told you guys. We'll watch a movie and I go, look, I know this is not a masterpiece, but we're going to watch it because of A, yeah. B, and C, you know? Just right. like for you, it's a 10. Just like next week's movie, which is a masterpiece, underrated, one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. My friend, the ticking time bomb of Fury, maybe he'll be back for this. I am speaking, of course, about Mystery Men, <laughs> which is a movie I think only Hiddish and John have seen, maybe. Mystery, yeah. mystery what? Mystery, mystery, mystery men. Mystery men. Been, um, that girl, Garfield. Gar Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this one. Yes. Mystery and Hank men. I think Hank Azaria too, right? Hank Azaria, yeah. William H yeah. Macy, uh, Pee Wee Herman. Shuffler. The shoveler. The shoveler. <laughs> the shoveler. The shoveler. Yes. The bowler and the, Mr. Fury. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie she was is, blowing up during that time too, Janine. Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo. Yeah, she was. She was like in a lot of things. Oh yeah, she was hot late nineties MTV. Uh, yeah. You know, she was a Ben Stiller's friend. She did that cat and dog movie, something like that. Yeah, the truth about right. cats and dogs. She yeah. was always great, even in like even in minor films. She's always the best thing in it, you know. Right. Cal Mitchell in this movie. What's that? Oh, uh, Cal Mitchell. Yeah. Keenan and Cal. Yeah, Keenan and Cal. He's okay. Invisible Boy, right? Is is that CeeLo Green is rapper number two? Yep. Oh, who's the one? <laughs> oh, that's uh, Dane Cook. <laughs> Dane Cook. So, Dane so who, uh, uh, if somebody's on the looking at the credits, who directed that? Was that somebody that went on to bigger things, or directed by Kinka Usher? Nope. I have no idea. Kinka Usher. 
has directed kind of amazing, they, uh, has directed hits known as uh, such as The Nest, uh, Voyager, and Beach Fever. There you go. Uh-huh. Okay. This was his one shot. This is, this is our magnum opus, right? This was his, this was his one shot, and he delivered because this is a great movie. Uh, well, I, I we'll see how it holds up. I haven't seen it since it was in theaters, so we'll see. If the Waffler. It, it was. Fun. I thought this was funny. <laughs> and you know, this is pre-Marvel. This is pre. This is, this is pre-Marvel. Pre-D. Yeah, but they hit a lot of the tropes. They they do yeah. a lot of they hit they they hit a lot of them, and it's it's got its own weird style. Uh, yeah, my wife it's quotes this. My wife quotes this all the time when she says, "How many and Toto?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I will always say, of course, I'm a ticking time bomb of fury. That's another one from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're gonna love it, guys. What's after that movie? Uh, why don't you not worry about it, and then we'll just. I let just want to know. Why don't you not worry about it and let it be a surprise? What do you What do you want to know? The Iron Giant. Is after that. Wow. Are you trying to make me cry? Yes. And then after that, wow. and after that, a Steve Martin movie, the one two punch for Patrick. We're oh, going to have you. Father of the Bride? Bowfinger. Bowfinger. Wow. He loves really bows. I need to watch what? that again. Because when I saw it in theaters, I did not think it was funny. It's, I did not laugh a single time. But maybe hilarious. I just wasn't the right age for it. It's but. hilarious. That's I didn't like it at all. It's goaded, as the kids say. Uh, what does th- that mean? Then after that, all I know is I haven't ripped Steve Martin a new one in a while. Then so. after that is Thirteenth Warrior. Right. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, Galaxy Quest. Ugh. And then uh, you say ugh in Galaxy Quest? Yeah, no, many, no, he's joking. He's no, joking. you know what it is? What it's, saying, uh, it's, he, he it's, loves it. It's Monty Python for me. It's the the wrong people laughing at the wrong thing. Mm, now I much. know for once it's not me that's quoting that all the time. No, it's not it, you, John. It's not it. you. Yeah. And then yeah. after that, we're close out the '90s with next Friday. Then we're done with the '90s. Wow! Yeah. Finally made it. Yep. So Justine's like, "You are you telling me we're not going to watch Father of the Bride?" I'm telling you, we're not going to watch Father Bride. Father of the Bride. Kalei, we, we, we'll, I just watched the original one of that recently. Kalei, oh, you spent your yeah, Tracy? So how, so how was, was that? I've never HBO. seen that. It was on HBO. Uh, so is it very much? Is it very much like the remake? Or it's okay. We're not, Tracy, we're not really from that time, so it's just it was okay to watch. <laughs> Give it a six, like yeah, Casablanca. Like, yeah, I did. I did like the guy who played the dad, though. Spencer that's Tracy. Spencer Tracy. The, one of the greatest of all time. You know, that's very a very young Elizabeth Taylor. My God, she's probably like 21 in that. Yeah. And he was Crazy. having an affair she's... with Catherine Hepburn that whole time. Oh, hey. Yes. Hey. <laughs> yes. I always love the, the Martin Short imitation of Catherine Hepburn trying to start her car. Ah, 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 ah. Um, that always made me laugh. Like, <laughs> like, always made me laugh really hard. Way too hard. Uh, okay, guys, what a great show. We had a lot of uh, Kalei, uh So next year, uh, like a uh, this week, next year, we'll see you back on the show. Is that what's going on? Is that huh? <laughs> hopefully not that long? Hopefully not. But next week I will be back at work. So you are keeping. You, yeah, you do drop in from time to time. I'll get from a message. I'll get a message from you every once in a while, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I know you're still monitoring us from afar. Uh, Absolutely. You are monitoring us with a 
what is it? A cold and jealous eye. What was it from War of the Worlds? What's the? Oh they, yeah. <laughs> they 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 looked at us from afar with a envious and jealous eye. Is what the? Whatever adjectives you want to throw in front of it. Yes, I'm they, I'm jealous. It's I wish I could be here. Of course you do. Of course so you. Proud of you guys. But when we when we see you again, we want to see that shabby chic really take hold. Absolutely. I want to see some gold inlays on the television set. Whoa, 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 whoa. Kids are listening. Absolutely. I will shatter my TV screen just so you can have then, that vision. Yeah, so, and you could put the, use the ancient Japanese art of kaiju to put it back together. Uh, speaking wow. yep. speaking yes, of kaiju, yes, yes, go kaiju. check out the Godzilla, what is it, year zero? Is that what it's called? Zero minus one? What's it called? Godzilla? What? This, there's a new. What is that playing? There's a new December first in the United States. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. Yep, wow. Yep, 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 yep. Anita, I, I get the feeling you've you've already seen it. I get the feeling. <laughs> no, it hasn't come out yet. Anita, mm. we love you. Get that parking space straightened out. Keep us posted. Thanks. Brent's gonna be very upset, so we'll see how they. <laughs> I want you to leave those those uh, paintings there. Those. I want you to leave the painters. Uh, by the way, those two rectangles on the left are too are too close together. They're not equally spaced. They're not. Mm. Mm. But we're mm-hmm. gonna go with bigger photos, so it's fine. They're too small. Bigger photos of like movie posters, like yeah, I love it. They all better not be mystery science. Theater. No, not movie posters. I want glamour shots of the two of you. Yes, like go to like go to. <laughs> Go to a please, mall. Go to a mall please. in the Inland Empire. Go. To, you gotta go to the mall out in the IE and get them done out there. You know Brent oh would be so God. down. Star shots. He'd be so down. He fucking be like, let's do it. Do some star he shots. He would probably leave me. I feel like he'd leave me. <laughs> I want. I want so much Aquanet in that photo that I'm afraid. That, <laughs> you you got to keep it away from open flame. I agree. I think he would move back home. Like, this is yeah. what I signed up for. I'm no. Like, and you would say, you know what? I found out what LA is all about. Glamour shots. <laughs> Aquanet. Uh, Handsome Dan, no thank you so much again for hosting, as always. You're a good egg. Always a pleasure. Uh, I always know that you will go the extra mile and not leave the show in the middle to go get your pick up your dog from grooming. You'll let him. Not going to work here anymore. You know, you know, Mario, you know, Mar- I, learned to, I learned to plan my life around certain things. So, you know. Right, I appreciate it. I really do. Uh, Justine, what can we say about you that hasn't been said already? Uh, audience favorite. Uh, carries his podcast on her back. Right, she know. does. She carries it. You're like a. You're like a. You're like a. Austin Reeves. You just have the whole. You carry all the old guys on your back. She's him. Yeah, she is him. That's it. Patrick, where would we be without you? Probably in a better headspace. No, you're a good egg, Patrick, and you're 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 a sensitive boy, and we love that about you. And you you, you put your heart out there, and you don't care who knows it. I got and, too many feelings. I'm no, sorry. there's not no such thing as too many feelings. There are too many. There are too many feelings at once. That can happen, but you know what? It happens to us all, and that's okay. And sometimes you just need to take a step back and tell yourself that it's going to be okay. And that if you hang in there long enough. Good things can happen. Yeah, if you hang in there long enough, the place burns down and life's just better. You go to Mexico and threaten uh, an E. coli breakout if yeah. you don't. 
If you don't get no salt on your next margarita. John Sandy, good luck with that leg, okay? Uh, and if you need okay. anything... If next you time we see you, we hope you're a leg up. I, I'm driving, so it's not like I can't get around. It just, uh, it's just... I'm just working on it. All right, well, you look great. From the neck up, I look fine. <laughs> you look yeah. great. You look great, man. From the neck down, I don't know. Hitters Patel, since seventh grade, uh, you know... Through thick and thin, you've been there, man. I, I can't, I can't. I will say it on the podcast. I love you very much. Uh, we we don't, we don't talk, we don't talk face to face every day, but we talk almost every day, especially during baseball season. Uh, there's not a day that goes by that we pretty much. I mean, maybe maybe on the weekends we don't talk as much, but during the week, back and forth on. I think we're the only two people still using Google Chat. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> hey, everyone, Google me. Come on, yeah, we're we're great. we're keeping that Google chat alive, man. If that goes down, I don't know what to do. You have like four <laughs> cell phones. I don't know where burn to get a hold. Place down. Uh, yeah, we'll burn the whole place down. I don't know where to get a hold of you via cell phone. I don't know which one works. I got like four cell phones for you, but it's always good to talk to you. I'm glad. I hope you have a good vacation. You, we didn't even get to talk about your Swiss vacation. We're going to have to talk about that. We'll have to do a side, Another time. I'm going to do a side hustle with Hiddish Patel this week, and we're going to talk about his Swiss vacation. He was on the side of a mountain. It'll be all Dodger talk. You Him know. and the Von Trapps up there fighting the Nazis on the side <laughs> of a – on the side of a – did you yodel while you were up there? Did you let a little, little – no? You're saying doe, a deer, a female deer? Uh, Ray, That's a great idea. It would have been a great place to yodel. Ray had drop of golden sun. Yeah. You did. You you visited. Wait, real quick. Pertinent to the podcast, you visited Reichenbach Falls, yeah. the, the site where Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty uh, fought their. Where Sherlock Holmes allegedly yes. died. Yes. How was that? That was great. Was it enough? They put, for... a plaque, they put a plaque there or something? Yeah, there's a little bit of over commercialization right there. <laughs> There's like a plaque from like some some historical like society that that paid for it, and there's like places where you can get your photo taken like in a cutout. Oh, uh, sorry, it. man. My, my I, great. I I would be there in a second. I would be there in a second. <laughs> and I think I'm out. I can no, I can hear you. We can hear you. Oh. Okay. Well, we'll cut no, it though. I was out. Okay, we're having technical difficulties now, so we're going to wrap it up. But I just wanted to hear about uh, which one of your children, did you, which one of your ch children did you use Baritsu on and flip into the the abyss? <laughs> My high school graduate. <laughs> what a good, what a good dad. What a good dad. <laughs> I threw him over the falls. All right, everybody, what a great show! Thanks everybody today for joining us for uh, for Anita, for John, Sandy, for uh, Jake, for Patrick. For Justine, for Calais, and for Hiddish Patel, we say this transition ends now. Fight the power. <laughs> <laughs>